Welcome to the Mighty Emotions Podcast. I'm your host, Giselle. I'm a certified emotions coach, and I teach you how to respond better to your emotions so you can feel better in your life. My mission is to show you how to work with your emotions to become more emotionally resilient. Your emotions are not designed to overpower you. They're designed to empower you. On this podcast, I share what our emotions are, how to understand them and work with them, and the tools you need to reclaim your power and get unstuck from emotional pain so you can find fulfillment in your life again. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome back to a new episode. To be honest, this one is really impromptu. Um, You know, in the work that I do, a lot of it is very intuitively led and I was sitting here editing another episode and thinking and reflecting about Mighty Emotions, this community, the work that I want to do moving forward as I usually am. It's so important that we reflect on the future and I know that a lot of mindfulness teachings has to do with staying in the present and not thinking of the future because the present is all that matters. But the present is important and the future is important. Having a sense of hope, having a sense of optimism, dreaming. We were designed to dream. We were designed to have this powerful mind, these powerful imaginations that stretch into the future. And that's what has allowed us as a human race to create the things that we've created. And I really want to talk about the importance of loving our humanity and appreciating humanity and how that impacts us on individual levels because there's so much focus on the negative things that human beings have done. And there have been a lot because here's the truth. Within each of us is the ability to be destructive whether it's destructive toward ourselves, which we can do on a daily basis, whether it's destructive toward other people intentionally or unintentionally, with the right conditions, i.e. our needs not being met, and an inability to process our emotions and move through that, we can be incredibly destructive, both in the present and the future. When we are living in a survival state, when we are living unconsciously and we're not thinking about, we're not intentionally thinking about what's important to us and what we'd like to experience and what we want to create, we can be very destructive. And the opposite of that is being constructive, which we equally have the ability to do. When our needs are met, when we've processed what we're feeling, when we're open and free to experience things. I did a post recently about emotional freedom And emotional freedom is this ability to feel it all, the ability to access and tap into this beautiful mosaic of emotions that are within you and being able to meet them when they arise because they don't always need to arise. You know, I share openly that I have this amazing privilege of waking up every day and my default state is happy. My default, my dominant feelings are serenity, gratitude, and harmony. And if you know my story or you've read my book or you're going to read my book when it comes out soon, 
it is not something that was natural to me. It is not something that was easy for me to achieve to get here. I was destructive for most of my life. And the people I was around, I watched them be destructive both to themselves and to other people. They were destructive to me. But today, I hold the both hand and I'm aware of how amazing people can be and how constructive people can be. And I have so much hope and I have so much faith in people. And this is coming from someone that from birth was hurt by her biological parents, was harmed by her biological parents. And growing up just continued to be harmed by people. I didn't trust people. I didn't think that, you know, people could be trusted. I didn't think they were safe. I pushed them away. You know, as much as I wanted that need for connection met, the obstacles to that were my own beliefs around who people were. And it prevented me from getting that need met and it kept me in a cycle of sadness and fear and anger and disgust. And I see so often this disgust toward humanity and toward other people because there's so many unprocessed emotions from past painful relationships and past painful interactions. And I get it. I lived it. But I can tell you that on a mind level, on a psyche level, and I break this down in the first part of my book, but we have the unconscious, the subconscious, and the conscious mind. And when we do something, when we take some kind of action, or when we say something, or reaffirm something, that is like a boomerang effect. It has a boomerang effect. There's like a feedback that happens. There's like a bounce back that happens where it goes into our subconscious and it gets lodged in there. We're constantly absorbing things from our, from our surroundings, but everything we put out into our surroundings, we reabsorb. Okay. I'm going to say that again. Everything that we put out, we reabsorb. So every action that we take, the behaviors that we do, the things that we say, that gets reabsorbed in our subconscious as a, uh, as a default belief, as a limiting belief, as a core belief, as a standard way of seeing the world, as a mental model. And it doesn't even need to be directed at us. Everything we direct at other people is reabsorbed. And our mind, our subconscious mind is very selfish, let's say. Our subconscious mind is very egocentric, is a better way of saying it. So the subconscious doesn't take into account that something might be said about somebody else. It only cares about us. Everything the subconscious translates is taken personally. So that means when we say things like all humans are awful, all humans do this, humans are so dumb, humans are so that, humans are so this, this negative, 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 negative story that we repeat and we affirm. You know, humans do this, humans do that. Not to say that it's not true, not to say that there isn't evidence of that, but if that's all that we're saying about it, our subconscious mind is hearing, I am that. Because I'm a human. If we say all women are this, or if we're referring to our race and saying all people of this race are that, our subconscious hears, I am that. So this is why I'm always so conscious of the stories that are circulating, that are lacking nuance. And I'm always trying to insert the opposite, insert the equal opposite, because the opposite is also the equal. <laughs> and now I'm getting really esoteric here. But the opposite is always the 
compatible equal. Like the opposite thing is always the thing that balances things out. The world is both and. You've heard me say that before. Everything is nuanced. Context is taking the black and white in together, integrating them together to actually see the picture. And if you're familiar with the yin and yang symbol, there's the little bit of there's the white dot within the black side of it and the black dot within the white side of it, which symbolizes that within the good, there's a bit of bad. Within the bad, there's a bit of good. Everything is interconnected. That's what it symbolizes. So remembering that everything is interconnected, when we are talking about other people, people who share similar traits to us, especially because of something called semiotics in the brain, again, <laughs> Read part one of the book, it will explain this in such a simple way. But when we are describing other people, especially that share similar traits to us, our subconscious mind is hearing us talk about ourselves. It's hearing us talk about ourselves. And I'm going to wager that when we talk negatively about others, we probably talk really negatively about ourselves. And if we talk really negatively about ourselves, we're probably not talking very positively about others, right? So it really is this, everything is a signal, right? Like that's what this comes down to. This emotional empowerment work is about recognizing the signals. What am I thinking? Oh, that thought, that thought that made me feel uncomfortable, that thought that didn't feel good, that's a signal. Let me pay attention. What is that about, right? And that feeling, that discomfort, that physical sensation in my body, wait, let me slow down. What's happening? And getting aware and, and paying attention and saying, huh, is this serving me? Is this destructive or is this constructive? Right? Does it serve me to bash the entire human race? Does it serve me to only focus on the negative things that humans have done? Is that constructive or destructive? Does it serve me to think that all people are like this or all people of these traits are like that? Does it serve me? Is it constructive or is it destructive? You get where I'm going here. (laughs) Like really think about that. Really think about what you're absorbing, not just consuming from external sources because that's always happening. But what am I feeding what am I putting out into the world that my subconscious is then reabsorbing and what is it reabsorbing, right? What is that thing? Am I incredibly critical of everything? Look, I am an East Coaster. I love a good complaint session. I'm not telling you to stop complaining. Let yourself be human. You know, it's okay to be self-critical. It's okay to be critical of others. It's okay to disagree with things. It's okay to agree with things. Those are normal. Judgment, normal, right? But in the chapter on disgust in my book, I I go into more detail about how we can see that indignation is a signal that something more is happening and that it's the external thing is just kind of the surface level thing. And we need to use that as a indication of what's really going on with me. You know, this thing, this external thing is bothering me. Why? Why is it really bothering me? And it's always bothering you because there's something you need that isn't being met, right? Whether through that interaction or through the stories that come up when you're triggered by that thing, these are signals for us to pay attention to. 
these are ways that our minds are trying to process, integrate, release, resolve. I mean, our minds are computers, essentially. And I don't know what kind of computer you have, but mine doesn't have unlimited storage. My phone doesn't have unlimited storage. I have to constantly be going in and clearing things out, you know, backing things up to the cloud. But even the cloud doesn't have unlimited storage. I get emails all the time. Oh, you need to up, you need to buy more storage. So our minds, our unconscious and our subconscious minds, they're constantly trying to back up certain information, release certain information, figure out what's useful here. What thoughts, what stories, what beliefs, what are, what what feelings are useful and which are not useful, which are supporting me and supporting the life I want to have and which are being destructive. And it's so important, again, going back to the foundational principles of emotional empowerment and emotional resilience, your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings, they are not you. They are experiences you are having. They are, they are things that you are experiencing. They're not you. That's why you can observe them. You know, the fish doesn't know it's in water kind of thing. But you have the ability to say, oh, I'm in water. And do I want to be here or not? And that's where the conscious mind is such an amazing tool because we use the conscious mind to have this awareness and we use the conscious mind to make decisions and to be analytical and to and think things through and to gather evidence and to have more context. And so when we're looking at something, it's so important that we ask ourselves, especially if it doesn't feel good, does this serve me? Is this the full picture? Like, is this the ultimate truth? And the ultimate truth is always both and. The ultimate truth is always that life is beautiful and life is hard. And, and, and. And in order for us to be in a dominant harmonious state, it requires that we are harmonious in our thinking. It requires that we are harmonious in our mind. And that means that we're not just looking for things to be amazing and great in order for us to feel serenity. We're not just looking for things to be perfect in order for us to be okay. We're okay with things being both great and challenging. We know that we are made of the stuff. <laughs> We're made to withstand. We're made to persevere. We're made to overcome. It's in us. We're made to celebrate. We're made to laugh, cry. We're made to be full of love and excitement. Like we're made of this stuff. And we get to experience all of it. So when I was not allowing myself to truly feel it all, when I was numbing myself, I really didn't know there was another side. I was trapping myself in this illusion that the world only looked like this. And it was like the Plato's cave allegory. Any of my philosophy fans will have heard this. Psych students, anyone? <laughs> but it's like you're trapped in this cave 
And there's this beautiful field of wallflowers outside and sunshine and butterflies and clouds and blue skies. And you're keeping yourself chained. And even if you know that you could break free, you don't really believe it because you've only allowed yourself to experience the darkness of the cave. And getting out of the cave is this terrifying decision of saying, I don't want to just experience this. There has to be more. That little spark of optimism, that little spark of hope that says, no, this can't be it. This isn't it. This is just one half of it, and I'm determined to find the other half. I always say there is no shadow without sunlight. There is no shadow without the light. And I say that to mean that, again, the opposite is the equal. Think about it. Can you see your shadow if it's dark outside? You need some source of light to reflect on an object, to project a shadow. Which means that if you can see a shadow, it's not just darkness. There's a light behind you. And that light exists equally to the darkness that exists. They both end, both end. I feel like I should title this episode both end. But this is the key to waking up feeling serene and harmonious and grateful is remembering the context of it all. Remembering that if you're experiencing hard times, that means beautiful times are possible, right? And it's not just that beautiful times are behind you. It means that it's possible for you to create beautiful times in the future. Remember we started this episode off talking about the importance of this envisioning and the importance of thinking about the future. Remembering if I'm going through a beautiful time to really absorb it and to not feel like any kind of challenge or hardship has the ability to completely negate the wonderful, amazing things that I'm experiencing. The holding of the both and, right? That it's okay if they both exist because they both exist and I get to experience them both. That I'm not just consumed by the darkness. So I hope that this wasn't too out there. (laughs) I hope that I explained this in a really tangible way, but I was sitting here thinking about the gratitude I have for the hope I have in humanity today and how that reflects back to me is the hope I have in myself and how it's so important that we remember that. We remember that everything that we're projecting out is being reflected back in our subconscious as a story about ourselves and that and how that is going to contribute to whether or not shame is coming up or how that's going to contribute to whether or not anger or fear or sadness is coming up, how it's going to impact whether or not we get our needs met. These are really important things to reflect on and to be aware of. And you have the ability to do that because you're alive, you're here, you're listening to this, you're human. And so you have this amazing inner world that you can tap into. So I hope that this week you spend some time in nature, you spend some time getting quiet with yourself, you spend some time reflecting on this episode, asking yourself, You know, where am I? What am I projecting into the world? Is it constructive? Is it destructive? And if I'm going through a hard time right now, that's evidence that there is beauty on the other side. How am I going to create it? What does it look like? What do I want it to be? And move toward that.
And with that, I'm so grateful that you listen. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It would mean so much if you could subscribe, leave a review, share with your friends and family, and let me know what you think by going to my Instagram at mighty underscore emotions and connecting with me and letting me know what you loved about today's episode. It really means a lot that you support this podcast and I love coming to you each week with a new episode. So be sure to subscribe, let me know what you think, and take care of yourself.